Hey Vern, have I got some good news to tell you about today. Today we're doing Ernest Saves Christmas. How about that, Vern? That's you. You're Vern today. <laughs> Vern doesn't talk. I know. Vern doesn't exist. <laughs> Vern, 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 Vern. Vern. If you, <laughs> but yeah, I'm Tracy. I'm Matt, and this is our first time recording. Live in person. Ooh. <laughs> Coming at you with real reactions, yeah. real time. And we don't have to edit. And well, we probably need to look for any. Well, I was talking about we don't have to edit out like our crosstalk and all that shit. Yeah. I can see your face. And like I get You get that twinkle in your eye. I'm like, ooh, I got something to say. I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Ernest Saves Christmas, though. Yeah. I mean, it's been... I know I've seen this movie because... I pray to God you have. Like... Well, you remember my grandmother, Nana, and God bless her soul. But in her household, it was G or PG only. And Jim Varney was an actor of 100% A-OK with her. And this is a... Jim Varney did G or PG movies. Yeah. is very not wanting to ruffle waters with his films. Yeah. And, like, he has a very... Or he had a very kind of clean role. Kind of seemed like a good human being overall from what I was able to find on the internet. Yeah. And I think, actually... My grandmother's probably one of the ones that, like, saw him come up through the Nashville commercial scene. Like, Oh, most definitely. Because that was her Tennessee, so she had the Nashville... Uh, definitely came up into Kentucky. Yes. I'm almost positive. So she got... She probably saw him on the rise up and just... Ever since then, yeah. she loved him as Jed Clampett. Like, no. That, I love Beverly Hillbillies. <laughs> I love that movie. <laughs> we, it's we so stupid. It. I love it. We need to do it because I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about him being Jed Clampett. Diedrich Bader as the son... Oh, yeah. And then, uh, who's the grandma? Lily Tomlin's in oh, I forgot who the yeah. grandmother is, but Lily Tomlin's in it. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, so it's, it's that should definitely, we should do one of our month themes, Grandma Would Approve or something like that. It's just like movies that you've watched with your grandparents. My, my grandmother wouldn't approve those movies. Why? It was all devil stuff. Jack Clampett was? And, and she, she thought The Simpsons was the devil. <laughs> Hey, the devil, Bobby Boucher. <laughs> yeah. This is a movie directed by John Cherry, who pretty much is known for directing the Ernest movies. Yeah. He was the guy behind the camera for everything Ernest. Yeah. It seems like looking at just the lineup and the actors and stuff, outside of like a few roles in there, that every actor in that movie was... Ernest and that was it. Like they, they were in Ernest or Jim Varney movies, except never, for two. Yes, and so like the two were in this movie. I guess you we'll get to and get into them, but I think I know the two you're talking of. Yeah, it, it's not going to be hard to spot. <laughs> no. Um, this is late '80s movie. I know. 1988. I went, yeah, I know. I went to the movies to go see this as yeah. a kid. I uh, know. I watched it. Every year on Disney Channel, uh -huh. when it would come on. Yeah, I don't know if you watched it. We watched it VHS, never Disney. We weren't very big on actually watching movie on TV kind of mm -hmm. deal in the times of like that. That's where like, but watching it on Disney Channel is where I got into it. Yeah, more and more, and plus I love the Ernest. I've watched. God, I know I've watched them all. But yeah. Slam dunk Ernest. No, <laughs> Ernest goes to school. Ernest, Ernest goes, goes to, to Africa. Ernest joins the army. Like, yeah. 
I've seen probably all of them. Like, I feel like I have seen them because they all just kind of touch that back of the noggin, but I'm like, And the, the linear degrading of the quality of Ernest movies. Huh. I don't know. I've never watched them like, oh, let's see how bad they declined. I've never done Ernest that. Goes to Camp is probably the best one. That's the... The first one. Uh-huh. And then, then this one, and then... Scared stupid. scared stupid goes to jail goes to jail was the last one to go to the theaters uh-huh. which I um, that was another one I went to go see <laughs> uh, then he Ernest goes to Africa which I haven't seen in a long time and I wonder if it still holds up oh probably not well I'm, maybe I'm feeling it's not oh, maybe that's what we should do is like oh, does this hold up <laughs> slam dunk Ernest Ernest goes to army those were all like Direct-to-video, uh-huh. and I you can tell they're direct-to-video. I know I've seen the Army one. Like I just it's got like some one. big Thanksgiving vibes. <laughs> I mean, you're, when you're working on a shoestring budget, there's not much that might have much else to do with it. But they were a passion project for him, Jim Varney, and yeah, Godspeed. It is. I mean, I figured I'd have a few good laughs in here, but I didn't remember realize how much I would be laughing at this movie when I watched <laughs> it. And I was like, oh wow, this is. Oh, and there's some. There's some hot garbage in this movie. Yeah. But we'll talk about, and I love, but I still love it. Yeah. I absolutely love this movie. This is just a good old fun. Like, gather your kids around and watch it and just have some good old blast. But are you ready to get into this? I am, and we can start out by talking about that Touchstone logo that I've I been did, talking about. I know, I made a note of that, and just like, ooh, a Touchstone blue streak <laughs> this is the one. This is the one I was talking about, and of course this was... A Disney movie made. This is a Disney movie, uh-huh. so so it was released by Disney originally in theaters as well. It was, it was distributed by uh, Touchstone Pictures, uh-huh. which is owned by Disney. Okay, in fact, this was filmed all entirely in Orlando. I figured According that because IMDb is the first film ever filmed entirely in Orlando. Oh wow! Because if you you've never been to Hollywood Studios. At Disney World. I went there, yeah. Okay, have you ever well, like, the backlot tour? No. Okay, so they have a backlot there uh-huh. and they where they would film some films like in the late 80s, 90s. They sometimes do, I think. But, yeah, most of it filmed in Orlando. There uh, at... Well, then it was Disney, MGM, but... Uh-huh. They... And then... They filmed around Orlando. Yeah. And that's how, how it got... Excuse me. Yeah, like I figured it was Orlando-based, at least because you see it's filmed in Florida in the beginning of the movie, or like it takes place in Florida. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, do a lot of Ernest movies take place there, or is that... No. Okay, I thought that was like he did more kind of more of a Midwest kind of thing. No, he, he's more of a... Nashville? Nashville, yeah, type of yeah. setting. It's, I mean, if you... I think... Well, Ernest Goes Camp definitely wasn't filmed in Florida. Oh, yeah. It was. I'd have to look it up, but I don't. The camp looks like it was filmed in Kentucky. <laughs> it was probably filmed at Roy C. Manchester. Yeah. Or, or shit stomping ground. Ernest goes to the army. I would. I would put money on it. it was filmed at Fort Knox. Or Fort Donaldson. Maybe. Um. So most of yeah, most of them though, not filmed there. Okay. But this was probably 
the movie that got the biggest release for all Ernest movies. I can see that because because well, what was it? Like a Christmas Vacation bump kind of to it as well. That and this was this wasn't going to be an Ernest movie. Yeah. It was originally this whole story about Santa finding a new person. Uh huh. And then they were like, "Well, let's throw Ernest in." It's not like it made a horrible decision about it. No, it was, yeah, this movie would have been a hell of a boring movie <laughs> if they had left it. Just remove Ernest from everything. And just yeah, like, uh, it had been twenty minutes long at that too. Yeah, and it had been uh, poor Joe Carruthers, which I like him, but him trying to just carry this movie wouldn't have happened. No, or old man Santa carrying this movie. Yeah, that wouldn't have happened, and then oh, whatever names, poor Harmony wouldn't have done it either. Like, yeah, they would have had they had to have somebody like a goofball kind of do it. I wonder if they could have done a Abbott and Costello kind of movie like they did, and do the two guys at the airport. Like I feel like they could have done like Abbott and Costello, mm-hmm. straight man, and a funny guy doing yeah. it. Which oh, I don't know if it would have been a comedy. You don't think it would have? No. I think it would have been more like along the lines of like, yeah, that Miracle on 34th Street. Oh. Stuff like that. Gotcha. Yeah, but we opened with some royalty-free public domain Christmas music with (laughs) Norman Rockwell paintings. Oh. Like Christmas paintings. I I might have heard it probably ring a bell, but I didn't make a note of it. I didn't figure that was royalty-free. It's... Deck the halls, man. Oh, and oh, Christmas a, tree. I didn't make a note of them. <laughs> they're Christmas songs. Oh, okay, of course yeah, they're I, public domain. Okay, I know. <laughs> well, you know, like this is Mariah month, so like I didn't really expect Mariah was, season. Was, yeah, yeah, yeah. That those, but it. If you've ever watched an Ernest movie, this whole like opening intro with the music and the credits, mm-hmm. so out of place. Yeah. So out of place because you get, got like a Coca-Cola Santa <laughs> and it's like... It's like he just took stuff off his shelf and took a picture of it and just... Oh, absolutely. I had this painting in my house or it's on it's on those old postcards that you used to give out the Christmas cards that you'd you see on your grandmother's mantle that yeah. you, never, you never knew where they went. They just always showed up. And what was... Oh, God. There's an actual like newspaper or magazine that those were printed in originally in like the 1920s that were got real big and famous. I think Saturday Evening Post? Better. I knew it had Post in it. I didn't know what it had in it, though. <laughs> yeah. It, um, then we get to an airport, and we're on December 23rd. So we got... We got... Pre-9-11, December 23rd. Oh, and it is a very pre-9-11. <laughs> It just—it's <clears throat> so weird, just you know, seeing films and like people walking up to the gate and just kind of like, oh hey, and just oh yeah, you go, just, and just walking the, through and the random shit coming in a baggage check and stuff. And it's like, yeah, and we have like Santa and this businessman talking, and the Santa here is played by Douglas Seal, yeah. and this is one of the the well, one of two rec- more recognizable people. So. What stood out to me was not his face; it was his voice. Yeah. Okay. Because I was like, man, I've heard him in a lot of stuff, like cartoons. Did you look it up when he was? In? I looked at some of the stuff, like I'm just like, well, he's most recognizable as the Sultan and Aladdin. Yeah, it's been decades since I've seen that, but I was meaning like 
I've seen him like cartoons. Well, so much did, voiceover work. He did a lot of theater work. He didn't really get into film until later in his life. Yeah. Around this time, actually. Well, he chose a hell of a move to come in on. <laughs> well, that's okay. kind of what I want to do. Like, sit my eighties, just go do film. <laughs> I'll, I'll put in six days of work for. And you get some small details, like kids noticing him. Yeah. And just staring and, at the old man. Which, he obviously looks like Santa. Yeah. Around Christmas time. Skinny, and but yeah. If you're an older person and you're listening to this and you look like Santa, do not be the ass and get mad at them whenever they ask you if you're Santa. I have a prof- former professor that does that. He looks like fucking Santa and they get he gets mad Why when Why does he get mad? That's cute. Uh, a drunk oh, asshole. Oh, oh, fair enough. I mean, he would probably yeah. never hear this, but it's Dr. Mulligan. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, like, like he looks like fucking Santa. He's like, are you Santa or Christmas? He's like, fuck off, kid. And it's like, really, dude? Like, you embrace the, embrace the ho-ho holly jolly instead of just being a dick. But in this conversation with the businessman, we find out the whole reason he's doing this. And it's because the magic is gone and he's retiring. Yeah. And which, this conversation, it's coded very well, like business speak to where like, if he, like, you know, you know he's Santa and it's like, it's very understandable. He's talking about getting replaced as Santa. But the business guy's like, yeah, he's just a guy that's ready to get out of the game. He's ready to retire and go home. Yep. And the thing that gets me about this is that I'm watching a show right now with this exact same plot. Is it all the clauses or whatever? Or? It's the Santa Clauses on that's, Disney+. Plus. <laughs> that's what I figured. I was like... <laughs> that is quite literally the plot. I wonder if they like somebody watched it and was like, we could do this and do it better with Tim Allen. It's the same plot. It's from the same company. I and, guess they can't see themselves. Yeah, and then I'm reading articles like Tim Allen's like, we're going we're gonna to talk about God in this show. Oh, hell. And I'm like, but then... Disney's not woke, are they? Well, Disney's woke. And we're talking about Disney right now whenever Bob Iger is back. Yeah. And that is hilarious. And everybody, and all these people, right-wingers online, are like, this is... Disney's no longer woke uh, now that Bob Iger's here. Bob Iger's just been gone for two years. Bobby Iyer's the one that pushed for all that stuff. Chapstick's the one that, like, shit all over their in, uh, entertainment. Like, we're, we're going to want to do this and this. Like, he shit over half their revenue. Like, it's not important. I know. And it's going to be hilarious when they realize that they're stupid. Yeah, Bob Iyer's. Well, they won't ever realize that. No, probably not. They, yeah, but I still can't get over how, like, similar to the plot. The only difference is, instead of an old white man, it's Cal Penn becoming Santa Claus. <laughs> I mean, it's cute enough. I'm just... <coughs> Tim Allen talking about how he's going to bring religion into this. We're going to bring the Because there's still a war on Christmas. Oh, nobody gives a shit. The only people having a war on Christmas are conservatives thinking there's a war on Christmas. Yep. But he goes to check out at the airport through custom, customs, and his passport actually says he's Santa. Yeah, I saw that. And then we see the password. But then you see the agent just let him the fuck through. Yeah, he's just like, you know what? I got too much shit to deal with. Yeah, today. you could be a terrorist. It's okay. It's, it's, you're good. Santa Claus. And yeah. of course, you have like these eighty, these eighty, this eighties trope of making fun of like Harry Krishnas. Uh huh. Did you see those people? Yeah. Stuff like I'm like. Ugh. 
God. Okay. The 80s were all about punching down, man. I mean, there's not... If you couldn't punch down, why were you live in the 80s? Oh, it's like... just reminds me all the time of the movie Airplane. <laughs> Whenever uh, main dude... God damn it. Can't Neil, think of his name. Leslie Neal? No, 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 no. Leslie Nielsen. The pilot. Oh. When he's, like, walking through the airport and he just, like, decks a Harry Krishna approaching him. Is it the pilot, the dude from Married with Children? No. Oh. Harry Krishna. Then, god damn, I know. Hell, his... The woman that played his girlfriend in the movie is in the new Christmas Story Christmas as the mom. Julie Haggerty. Yeah. Which is actually a cute movie. Oh, Christmas lie. Story Christmas? Yes, it is an absolute we need, cute movie. We need to watch it. You we need should. to watch it. I mean, it's, it's, it's on the to watch, knowing her, it's going to be watched in his household a couple times. Like, if you liked Christmas Story, you're going to like it. Okay. Well, she need to pick me up. And this... Me, or meanwhile... Excuse me. Meanwhile, we see the greatest Kentuckian to ever exist. <laughs> Jim Barney. Jim motherfucking Barney. We lost him too soon. Yeah, I actually have that here. I was like, we lost way too early. Lung cancer, 2000. He was only 50. I know, but he was a chain smoker. Like, from what yeah, I but gathered, then you see other people chain smoking and they live into their 90s and I genetics. hate that shit. Yeah, I know. And it's, I guess, you know what they say, hate and rage with we for yeah. longer days, I guess, because he didn't seem like he had a bad bone in his body, was never no. angry and just... One role we didn't talk about, Slinky. Yeah. And Toy Story. And just that Jim Varney draw. Just yeah. Just, like, you know that it's Jim Varney if you hear that voice. Yeah. And, and for me, it brought me back a lot to childhood. Like, watching this movie and hearing his voice brought me a lot back to childhood. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, yeah, growing up, he was probably the voice of, like, because I think... I think I watched the kids show because I'm sure it showed up on PBS, KET, whatever local we had there in Perrier a couple times in Mayfield, Paris. So, like, yeah, wherever I grew up when I was younger, I'm pretty sure I probably saw his TV show as well. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, he is one of the most popular Kentuckians ever Yeah, do I mean, it. I mean, there's... Johnny Depp. One of the least problematic Kentuckians. <laughs> uh, least problematic, yes. I think Jim Varney's probably very, very because high Because George on Clooney's list. from Kentucky. Yeah. He's, uh, he's probably number two. Yeah, I'll give him a number two. Uh, Andy Potts. Andy Potts. Andy Potts. I don't know. Ring a bell. That's the woman from Ghostbusters. Oh. She was also on Designing Women. We talked about her recently, like, in the Ghostbusters episode. Well, like, I'm, she was the secretary, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's what I thought. I was like, I couldn't remember anything else. And there's, oh, what's her, what's her damn face? Katniss. Uh, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. And then what's his name? Well, Peter from Owensboro as well. Huh? Pete, the guy played Peter from Owensboro as well. Oh, for real? Yep. And there's a few... And then you have some wrestlers from Kentucky. But, yeah, Jim Barney is probably the greatest Kentuckian to me. Yeah. When you when you look at him. How good were you and how bad were you? Oh, you're pretty heavy lifted on one scale there, guy. So, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, definitely for And he's 
trying to get this guy to the airport, and this guy's like, step on it. And he just starts driving like your ass <laughs> on that fucking road. Like, fucking peeling yeah. through him. And he gives one of his great Jim Varney monologues here. I am the greatest driver ever, and I've never met a road that I can Oh, yeah, tame. he's acting like a NASCAR driver. Yeah. <laughs> and he, at the same time, he's singing, like, Richard Cheese. Like, with lounge music. Yeah. You ever, you've heard of him, right? I think so. Dawn with the Dead, the Vending Song, Down with the Sickness. The lounge okay. version. Oh, yeah. Come on, get down. With the sick. I remember that now. Yeah, that's Richard Cheese. And he going, he's going so fast, he throws this dude out the fucking car. Oh, no, he's like, if you're going to jump out, you might need to get there before you jump out. Yeah. And we get some, like, thing that Jim Varney loves to do, facial expressions. Oh, yeah. He does a fucking lot of them in this His movie. facial expressions are great. And I don't remember, God, what was it? I think in elementary school they had, like, what are you feeling kind of like how are you feeling what does this mean mm-hmm. and like posters up and it's Jim Varney doing all these facial expressions of like his overly acted like happy sad mad crying like which he was phenomenal for just the way yeah. he could just twist and his guitar in his face and I've it, said this before but you look at him and you look at John Cena and John Cena needs to go have a paternity test man John Cena a little slow I think no, but he looks just like Vernon Jim Barney. <laughs> Nowadays, have you not seen him? No. Looks just like his ass. I'll pull it up on your phone. <laughs> I'm telling John you. John Cena now. Oh, John Cena. Play. Just John Cena, Jim Varney. But, yeah, he's... I mean, how can I compare Jim Varney to anybody when pictures would be blank? Uh, like, but, John Cena as Ernest. And he... But Ernest is peeling into this airport going about 100... And runs over baggage and throws him in the baggage belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, um. <laughs> the. And he, but he grabs Santa real quick and then he drives off. Yeah. He's like, I'm a taxi driver. He <laughs> got this. He's driving this taxi with a big ass big sign on it. Yeah, because they were I'm advertising big. to give a damn back then. They, I I liked how the moment when he pulled the dude's clothes, he's like, "Oh shit, we'll just kick this underneath the car, so you ain't got nobody." Did find you it. Did you see what he had? Like pills and Vaseline. <laughs> that businessman don't get, get a lot of <laughs> don't get a lot of uh, action when he's out on trips. I guess so. His wife probably prefers it that way, but. And at the same time, we meet Bobby and Chuck mm-hmm. talking about Christmas Eve, and Bobby is mostly a silent character. Yeah, like I'm, when he gets crushed by a box. He, yeah, which that's the two hours talking about that like, Abbott and Costello like yeah. doing a movie like that because I think they could carry it even with him being a silent mm-hmm. actor throughout it, and I think it really worked. The character or the guy that played Bobby was really <coughs> the character that played Bobby was only in Arnest stuff yeah but Chuck is uh, Gallard Sartain and he's had a pretty successful career as a yeah. character actor uh, me I know him as the husband in Fried Green Tomatoes mm-hmm. love that movie I, I know of it I've never seen it it's a great movie Folks okay too, yeah. And 
they take these boxes back to storage. Like, we're going back and forth between these, so I might just, might not be linear uh-huh. in talking about this. But they're taking these back boxes back to storage where they argue about the packing slip. That's a W. No, that's a V. Yeah. And... Like Scared Stupid, they can't read or have critical thinking. No. Is it Malk? Is it Melk? It can't be. We gotta think of everything but milk. Yeah. Or here, it quite clearly elves. And, but all of a sudden the box moves and one of the more annoying things happens here with Chuck doing his shifty eyes. Oh yeah, but I can do it. I don't, I don't know how in the fuck he did that. I don't know, I think that might have been like they took stills and just alternated back and forth. Or he just did it and then they sped it up. Yeah. When they added the, a sound effect to it as well. Did, uh, it, it might be funny to someone out there, but it was not to me. You're not, it's not for you, Matt. It's for the kids. Even when I was a kid, it wasn't funny. <laughs> this was made for kid. My, me being a kid, I was four when this came out. Yeah. But Ernest is driving and we see the war on Christmas started in the late 80s. Yeah. When he opens up his uh, glove box and we see the Keep Crossing Christmas sticker. Oh, yeah. He's like, wow. Just blatant. Like, <laughs> see, Disney wasn't always woke. No. Of course, you know, all that, all that war on Christmas. And even though this is a movie about Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> They're coming for It's the only time you ever see anything about but remember, Jesus is Christ. the reason for the season. Yeah. Okay. Jesus isn't even the reason for Christianity for a lot of people. Yeah. But also, did you see his uh, car number? Uh-uh. 69. Jim Varney's car number? On the cab. <laughs> That's that, in there that for had the, to be a decision. That's in there for the adults. Yep. And all of a sudden we get transposed into Final Destination 2 mm-hmm. whenever he's behind a truckload of trees. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. They, oh, damn. And a tree does fall off and Jim Varney saves it while killing, you know, about 20 people. Yeah, I know. He's like, they always get so backed up around here. What the hell's going on? Like, this turnoff's so bad. And meanwhile, like, Santa's like, hey, do you know this guy, Joe... And Ernest is like, no. And then he's like, well, he's on the show, like public access show, locally. Yeah. And he's like, oh shit, yeah, I know who that is. He's pretty much like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what he was. Like, Bob Ross, Mr. Rogers, the kind of what he brought to mind. Yeah. And that was like, his show got canceled, nobody's watching it. He just. Oh, while they're going, like, while Ernest is taking Santa to go see Joe. A girl is trying to dine and run. Oh yeah, just straight up take this take this food. Just dip. This is Noelle Parker, who oh. hasn't really been in a whole lot, but interestingly, she was Veronica in Clerks, the unaired TV pilot. That's what I saw. I'm like, she's in Clerks. I'm like, what? Yeah, this was a pilot to Clerks. They were planning on putting on like ABC or something like that in the nineties. But it wasn't ever picked up, and I, I don't think anyone's ever seen it. Maybe we should release the Clerks pilot, Kevin Smith. Yeah, maybe whenever, you know, the original 
cinematic universe dude releases his <laughs> like a whole thing now that Clark's three's out. Yeah. Um, he's going to release a master cut with that the Clark's TV show in there as well. Yeah. <laughs> you get the flashback. And the Clark's episode. cartoon was hilarious. You get you want the the flashback episode episode two. It's my favorite episode <laughs> of anything. A fucking second episode you do a flashback of the first episode it's great they're just oh, Kevin Smith is just like let's see how meta we can make this yeah all six uh, six episodes of that show I'm sad it didn't go longer mm-hmm. but she ends up running into Ernest and Santa and then feeds them this whole ass line of bullshit about how she's being treated horribly oh yeah from her uncle he's working for slave wages in his shop and- yeah I was just like, Santa, use your magic and bust her chops on that. You know she's full of oh, shit. For, for real. And the, then Ernest does like his John Wayne accent. Uh-huh. Like, oh, a little lady. Yeah, ever since, you know. Happy Thanksgiving, Pilgrim. <laughs> ever since you told me, you know, more about, oh, what was her name from um, the, the Oscar for The Godfather. for Oh, yeah. I can't remember her name. Sashin. Was that her, uh, the Indian? Yeah, yeah the, the Indian. The Native American. Was that was that the Native American that that accepted it for? Um... Yeah, Sashin Littlefeather. Okay. Ever since you like that story, I'm like John Wayne. I'm like, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, for real. And then like, okay, and now like ever since she's just passed away recently, uh-huh. and somebody in her family is like, oh yeah, she was full of shit, and I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that one second. <laughs> I'm still gonna, you know, back her. Yeah. Because they don't have any proof. They're just saying it after she died. Did say beforehand. Yeah. And Santa, I don't know if he's just like going along with the story here of her. Uh-huh. But like you said, he could just believe. He could just. He knows her heart. Yeah, he knows her and who she is and. Yeah. Find out how much he keeps track of. But I made a note, like, I think Santa's getting a little old and senile here. Well, we get to the Children's Center, which uh, used to be the Orlando Science Center in real life. Cause uh-huh. I was like, "Damn, I would love to go go see that." Yeah, it's like they had a bunch of little cool doodads, like a you know the ball pendulum uh-huh. thing. Well, have you gone to Discovery Park there in Union City? No. You should go take the kids with you one day. It's actually pretty cool and pretty neat. It, it's some fun stuff to do. Oh, poor senile old man Santa gives. Ernest fake money. Oh, yeah, because he's like, oh, no, some kid wanted this toy set that had this money, and I guess I gave him a bunch of cash. He just gave this kid fucking startup money. (laughs) 30,000 grand or something like that, and make some cash. So this scene here, when we see Joe playing as the puppets, it made me go, was our science that bad even back then? Like, was the science, the story of, like, the death of the dinosaurs, like, even then that bad because the dinosaurs died and all of a sudden humans like it made it seem like it was a well we're talking to kids dude I know but (laughs) get the science right so they're not questioning it later then you won't have to ask have as many well if he had come in and said well dinosaurs were only around 5,000 years ago then I'd be like okay wait a minute um what now but if you're like ah they died and then humans came I can be okay with that with kids just Later on, they'll learn that, you know, that's not... They evolve from primates, but... Yeah. 
I know. I just like, you don't need to. Th- bad, like, bad. I'm sure he doesn't. Because it, it talked about this was before Ice Age, dude. That's, so he doesn't have the Ice Age puppets. He doesn't have the sloth. So that's where that's where it was. That I was like, wait, what? Because he said that dinosaurs died during the Ice Age. That's where I was like, oh, oh. and that's like, what? Well, I thought about that. I don't think I've been as accepted about the. Well, they didn't just all well. immediately die after the meteor. It did take a while. A lot of them shortly died afterwards. That we we think we yeah. like. There's well, I mean, some, chickens are running around. That's, yeah, the, the small dinosaurs made it, but the twenty uh, foot tall terrors. Uh, are, no. We do get to meet the biggest star of this movie, Marty. Huh, Marty? No. The receptionist at the. The receptionist, yes, the old woman. This and she looks familiar, but I this is know. probably the biggest star of the movie, like by far, besides Jim Varney. Uh-huh. This is uh, Billy Bird. Uh, if you've seen Home Alone, I've brought that up a lot. She's the old woman. Yeah. That we, I got them dangly ones. <laughs> we just need to watch Home Alone to get that off the list. Like, uh, See? You have not seen Police Academy movies. Yes, I have. Okay. She's in Citizens on Patrol. I don't think I've seen that far into <laughs> Okay. Oh, so you haven't seen all seven of them oh, like I, I have. I, I've seen, I think, up to four, maybe. That is four. Then maybe three. I mean, but it's been a long time I've seen them. <coughs> it's been a she, long time since I've seen them. That, that is her. But she was in that. Um, pretty much like an, an older woman version of Tackleberry. Uh-huh. It's funny to me. Uh, she is also the grandma in Sixteen Candles. I've never seen that. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's on the lists soonish. It might be. Next month, maybe even. May, maybe, maybe. I know you put a lot of eighties in there for that next month. I sure fucking did. That was all yet to your baby. <laughs> but that's but it's next month. I mean, it, it's New Year's comedy cure. Yeah. But Santa does go to Joe who's playing with those puppets like you uh-huh. said and in front of him like he's not playing behind like a set he's playing in front of or behind a mirror that enlarges his body yeah and I'm like what are we doing here or TV like when he's talking to him like the kids can see his head and I'm like what what the and but Joe is played by Oliver Clark mm-hmm. I, he's been in some things but I don't he's no one from MASH yeah, I don't think I haven't seen Mash nowhere near as much as you have. Yeah, he um, played a Hawkeye's friend who he called about a crossword puzzle, uh-huh. and he was Oliver Clark here was in the Navy, and he brought his colonel from the ship to the Mash unit, uh-huh. and they were like, "Dude, we just wanted a word for a Yiddish word for bed bug," <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck, dude? I'm gonna get in so much trouble." <laughs> The only thing that saved him was a, an actual, uh, like, a, an OR session. Oh, wow. Yeah, because some people got burned. Damn. <laughs> That's the only thing that saved him. The, again, big Mr. Rogers energy from Joe. Yeah, I mean, that. that's probably who he was targeted to be as, or portray. Like, he kind of looks like a mix between Mr. Rogers and Bob Ross, really, if you think yeah. about it. Yeah, a little Captain Kangaroo. Yeah. And look, he looked like he, I think when I looked at his credit, like he did a lot of like one-off in TV shows, special yeah. guests. He did. He, 
there was one movie he was most recently in, and I was like, or when I say most recently, like in the past like ten years, and I was like, what the fuck? What was it? Oh, what was that movie? Let me see, Ernest. What's faster, my phone or Matt's overpriced laptop? Yeah, I'm on a MacBook here, and he's like, mm-hmm. overpriced laptop. Oh no, hit the wrong button. User operator error. I just go to IMDb. Damn, dude, 83 years old. Holy shit. Uh. Oh, Mystery Man. That's like 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, it is. He stopped acting in 2003. I said 10 years ago. Oops. Well, I'll pull it Oliver Clark and it goes, Ed, Christmas to Cartoon Town. Don't even show Mystery Men on there. So he must yeah. have a very small role in that. He's the reverse psychologist in that. Huh. I was like, okay. That's such an off-the-ball fucking movie, too. It is. And, yeah, other than that, he's just been, like, in uh, TV shows. Yeah. I mean, stable. It's probably steady work. Yeah, that's what I'd like to do. Like, oh, I come in for, you know, a week, do a couple acting gigs, get me a couple thou. Get your Screen Actor Guild's insurance and never worry about it again. Fuck yeah. The... But then we need the, Yeah, and there's... Okay, the IMDb trivia said there's no antagonist in this movie, and they're yes. mostly correct. Marty's a dick. Yeah, Marty's Mar- a dick. Wait, well, I want to say more like it's Hollywood or dicks. Like, this is kind of a jab at Hollywood. Yeah, it is. But I this like, is te- like everybody in this movie, pretty much is like from the South, Orlando, and no, like Kentucky, Tennessee. Oh, wow. I mean, it's like Jim Varney and friends almost. Yeah, pretty much. And they, yeah, a lot of digs at Hollywood in this movie. Yeah. And the closest one that does fill the role is Marty, played by Robert Lesser. Mm-hmm. He has been in another Christmas movie. Santa Claus? No. What? What's the big debate? What's a is this? Does this movie constitute as a Christmas movie? No. Oh, Christmas what? Is Don, Don Die Hard a oh, Christmas yeah. movie? Yes, it is a yes. Christmas movie. He's the businessman that John McClane meets in the air, air uh, in the airplane oh. at the beginning of the movie, and he's like, "Just scrunch your toes up." Oh. That's him. Okay. But Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Man's just trying to get home and see his family. Yep. And he's also driving a car that says Big Deals. So you know he's a sleazebag. Yeah. Like and he's got his sleeves rolled up on his sport jacket like it's Miami Vice. Well, I mean, he was in Orlando and it was the 80s. I just knew immediately when he so rolled up. So he's got a lot of cocaine. So that's what's right in the pasture seat, is the that's cocaine. That's deal. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I saw him get out, I'm like, who is this tool in the bins? Like, who is this? Like, <laughs> Santa tries to talk to Joe, and he's interrupted almost immediately by Marty. Mm-hmm. And, because he's, Marty here is trying to, like, hey, there's this role in this movie that you'd be great for. And he this mistakes. This out, and you're so great for it. And, just... and this is where we he mistakes Santa's name for Santos. Uh-huh. And I'm like... He's Santos L. Halper from The Simpsons. <laughs> oh. You don't remember that episode? Santos L. Halper? Yeah. Well, when Bart got a credit card. Uh-oh. When he got a credit card, he, 
he put down San, Santa's little helper. Oh. But they misread it and sent it Santos L. Halper. I wonder why they did that. Because of this movie, maybe? I don't know, but... and Oh, definitely because of this movie. He's... But Santa's here has to try to find Ernest because he left his bag with him. Mm-hmm. Just talking about that scene, not senility. The... And he, but he's also talking about how dumb Ernest is to Joe. Yeah. He's like, hey, he's a simple-minded fool. <laughs> and there's... Uh, what was that? Um, yeah. Ernest is a very simple-minded fool. I was actually... I'll get to it in a little bit. I was about sad about something not showing up in this movie. But Joe is like, here, you stay with Marty. He's going to take care of you. Marty's like, no, I'm not. I'm going to send you to jail. (laughs) And has him fucking arrested. Yeah. Because, again, like when we watch these movies with mental health issues, it's never, you know, mental health professionals. It's always police. And it still is, sadly, for the most part. Yeah. Props, props to the departments that are actually sending out social workers now with police forces and instances like that. Yeah, and at the cab company, though, Ernest is uh, getting fired because he took no money for that $32 cab fare. For Santa, yeah. And he called it extra sensory perspiration. Just you know, ESP, that why he did it. Yeah, and, but, and he still has this girl with him, Harmony. And that was all kind of like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. And that that like that stranger danger alarm goes off later in the movie too. Oh, it goes off several times. Because <laughs> I'm like, what? And I'm like, this was acceptable in the eighties, I guess. Random ass girl go traveling yeah. with a stranger. Right, a teenager just going around with a guy that's like thirties. What's changed about Reagan's America now? Yeah, yeah, we're in the fucking George H. W. Bush era, so we need a little less. No. Bart Simpson and a little more Walton. No. It would have been during the Bush... Um, oh, it have been like at the tail end of it Reagan. It would have been during the election when this movie came out. Yeah, that's right. So it was still Reagan's America. So not quite yet. A little less Bart Simpson, I think a little more Bush Walton. Might have been, Bush might have been elected by this point in time. But they go to Vern's. And <laughs> he takes his teenager with him, by the way. Mm-hmm. Which, again, what the fuck? And, of course, if you've ever watched the Ernest Cinematic Universe, you know Vern is a silent character that you never see. Uh-huh. It's just a first-person perspective camera. Yeah. And I found it hilarious when he's like, Hey, Vern, and he just slams the door oh, in his yeah, face. Oh, yeah, fuck you. Nope. Fuck you. Not today, Get Satan. Fucked. That was a very much not today, Satan. He just, <laughs> I'm coming in anyways. Oh, for real. And he has a conversation with... Harmony about meat, which I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? No. And she was a vegetarian, wasn't she? Or something like that. And he was like, oh, I'm good with pork. Yeah. Or something like Or she was talking about beef or chicken, like vegetarian. He's like, oh, I eat pork. It's better for you. So, yeah, he forces it. He, you know, breaks. He's just breaking and entering in Vern's house and just starts demolishing everything with that tree that he had stolen off the side of the road. Yeah. Or, like, I'm... He hooks it up and causes that, uh... Tries to pull the power stripping out of the wall and just yeah. kind of runs around with it. I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah, why hasn't he... Why hasn't Vern called the police? <laughs> like, dude, you need to get the fuck out of my house. Yeah. Or... 
the the real asshole part from Ernest is when he takes a big swig out of the punch bowl. Oh yeah, and just just picks up the whole bowl. Of, oh. I'm like, no, tasty. I've been like, what in the COVID are you fucking doing, dude? <laughs> he was just getting his drink on. He was thirsty. Can't. But I can't hang on man for his thirst. I, I, when he goes to use the boat covers to cut the electric wire, mm-hmm. I was like, somebody's ass would have been fried. That would have been a that would have been a quick jump. Oh yeah, and but in here, like when they're talking to Vern, Harmony is talking shit about Ernest to Ernest's face. Uh huh. So when I saw them, like especially since the nighttime scene, and she's still with him. I'm like, what would happen if Ernest, if Ernest got pulled over? Like, what would he? How would he explain himself in this situation? Because it's like, why is she with you still? Like, why yeah, is she? I think he would tell the truth, and they would be like, Oh no, my God, no, <laughs> no, that's not gonna fly. No, and and then we get like a brief scene, like a bunch of these are brief scenes. Yeah. Well, did you see when they're leaving? That I laughed out loud at this. In when they're leaving Vern's house, and he's like. I taught him everything he knows about nuclear physics, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, that's not a whole lot, then. That's not a subject I think you need to be teaching anybody. Well, but real quick, Joe is trying out for this movie, and I didn't notice it until this time. This one producer looks 100% like Nick Kroll. Mm-hmm. From the league. From Big Mouth. You know who Nick Kroll is. I'm sure you do. Fucking hilarious, dude. I've never seen the the league. Oh, what? yeah. I've seen him. Didn't he also... Uh, what's his name from... Uh, the Douche from Parks and Rec? Sure. You talking about Parks and Rec. I don't know anything about that. Sausage Party. Yeah, he's a hilarious dude. But this producer looks... Oh, he does... Like he does look a lot like him. Now that you mention it. And Ernest is dri- driving down the value of this fucking house, man. <laughs> like, straight up. Destroying it. And he finds out... This is where they find out Santa is actually Santa because they look in his bag. And they're like, oh, what's this? Yeah, except Harmony, who still doesn't believe, even though... She believes... Even though the stuff is turning into yeah, physical but it's not objects. turning into what she wants, so it doesn't yeah. matter. And she has questions about like, how does Santa do this? Uh-huh. How does Santa do that? Um, and I'm not. We're not really talking about it much, but every so often we go back to Bobby and Chuck in the storage room, uh-huh. and I'm just like, okay. So I mean, I found some of those moments hilarious. I didn't. It didn't do it for me whatsoever. Like the reindeer hoof out of the box. When it fell on Bobby and they start to kind of jump out and climb on top of the ceiling. Like, I think they worked really well as a good, like, silent comedy duo. Yeah. Uh, I think they were the two dudes that played the same type of characters in Ernest Goes to Camp were much funnier. Uh-huh. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen Scared Stupid. Goes to Jail. They're okay. They play the security guards uh-huh. at the bank. But also during this time, had an absolute crush on Noel Parker. Yeah. As a kid, when I was a kid, well, I can I can definitely I'm, see you that. Know, I'm four or five years old. She's like, 
the popular girl from school, like yeah. you know, the senior with all the the eighties hairdo and style, and you're just like, man, she's born a whole like thirteen years before me. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of that, did you notice in the in one of the like jump back and forth in here when the helper at the library was talking to Santa? Mm-hmm. And you could kind of already get the vibe that she wanted to be Mrs. Claus. Oh yeah, she. Oh yeah, definitely. She's like, oh, hey, you're you're Mr. Claus. I could be a Mrs. Claus if there's none in your life. But I she, laughed at this. She's about to put something in the back in Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but even like at 34 years old, I laughed way too much at this movie at this point. I was just. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. I said I get. It. There's still a good last. It's just that Bobby and Chuck stuff just. Oh, I, Something I about it, it doesn't do it for me. The, but we get to Christmas Eve now, and uh, Santa's Jim Barney's not on a list, or Ernest is not on a list. Yeah, because he had a you know an underage girl stay at his house. Yeah, it's kind of creepy. Now I do want to say I was a little disappointed in this scene because when you see wake up and because typically in Ernest movies there's some kind of Rube Goldberg machine that he uses like in his house, mm-hmm. and there's not one in this movie. No, but it's definitely got, like, went to an antique store and grabbed all the knickknacks and threw oh, yeah. them in the house. Plus, he's had this house decked out for Christmas since October. <laughs> he's one of those, he's one of those people. It's November 1st, it's up. It's like, it's good. Like, he turns his life off, lights off for trick-or-treaters and me, we start putting the tree up. Oh, yeah. Fucking at midnight, November 1st, he's like, it's Mariah season, bitches. <laughs> That's, a, that's that's what he wants. It's Mariah season burn. <coughs> yeah. But we... He's making her pancakes. And I'm like, what have we done here? <laughs> we're like, we're, we're borderline uh, in the wrong direction. Yeah. And all of a sudden we get this weird close-up of uh, Ernest squeezing his lips together. No. All right. <laughs> and he's making these weird ass sounds. Oozing through the vicar. <laughs> like he's been eating some pussy. Like just going to town on it. Yeah. The. He burns his hands on that skillet. Yeah, he burns. And they just toast on a big slab of butter in his hands. <laughs> just reached in and scooped it out of the tub. Not even like a slice of butter. But they go to the. Back to the children's center to about Santa's whereabouts mm-hmm. and learns he's in the jail. Which, this has made it interesting. Like, they obviously put him in, like, you see that scene, is what Earl, where they put him in with some roughnecks in prison. Yeah. And they're like, oh, Santa's doing bad. What's he going to do? And how's he going to make it here? And I'm kind of like, well, his passport says he's Santa Claus. Like, it should be identifiable. Like, he, he should have his passport on him, whatever he's at all times when he's not in a different country, you know. But he gets put in the rough tumble door. How about this? Have a fake ID. I know. He's Santa Claus. He can make that shit. He's just like, I... Magic. Well, his magic was running out. He had to save it. He didn't need magic to make a fake ID. He might. He ain't got those the... illegal connections. He'd show up to some dude's house. Remember that tool you wanted when you were a kid? I got it for you. Yeah. Or maybe you didn't, and that's why you're eating this rifle crime now. Or why didn't he call that businessman? Hey, dude. Get me out of here. <laughs> You're rich. Yeah. Um, but they decide to break him out of jail. And they sh- uh, show up all dressed up and 
what the fuck are we doing here with uh, Harmony? I don't know. She like, is dressed as a schoolgirl. The governor's niece. Man, we 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 got doing her report. Big creepy vibes sometimes, and I really, really pray that she never comes out and be like, "Hey, y'all remember me doing this movie? Yeah, here's X, Y, and Z that happened." I really don't want to hear that. I don't think. I think it would have come out by now if it was going to. Yeah. But and police, just believe him. Yeah, no ID, nothing. Yeah, don't even follow up. <laughs> he got that. He got that pompous laugh. That's oh, what it yeah. is. He's like, <laughs> yeah, but she, they, he's brought her there under the guise of doing a report on Christmas yeah. Eve. On yeah, cr- keep in mind Christmas Eve, because apparently everybody works on that day. Yeah, full, full time. They're not checked out for the holiday. <laughs> yeah. Did you Did you like how? The prison guards like we believe in rehabilitation. You're like bullshit. Everybody knows American prisons don't believe in rehabilitation. Oh man, when, uh, when she's like, because they go to the when they go to the jail cell and we're like, oh yeah, we need to commit Santa Claus to uh-huh. an actual because he's asylum. crazy because he's Santa. He thinks he's Santa. Yeah, and then she's like, is this the way government works? And I'm like, yes, yes, <laughs> <laughs> it is 100 percent how that works. Infectious insanity. That's. <laughs> But, and they just let him take the person they've uh, incarcerated out. Mm-hmm. Just, nope, nope. We're not going to verify anything. Yeah. yeah. Did you did you notice that whenever she's like, he was talking to her and he brought up like, I'm sorry I, I upset you when you were younger and Christmas and brought you a doll instead of a baseball mitt. And yeah. I was just like, way to go, gender stereotype Santa. Just, yeah. way to go. Oh, you just need a Barbie. If you're a boy, you don't need a Barbie. Yeah. You don't need a Polly po- Pocket boy. You need a Mac, what's it called? The men, men's version, of, or the boy's version of Polly Pocket. Oh, my God. Probably Minute Mac or something like that. No. I've got to look it up now. It's going to bug me. Mad Max. Max. Yeah, I think uh, it's, I think that's what it's called. I feel like that's a cheeky take on Mad Max. No. Well, Mad Max, like I think I remember those. You don't remember them? Had a little time. They were just it was Polly Pockets for boys. Oh yeah, and they had the little like you pull them open, had the little figures inside yeah. of them, like those were extended. I actually, have, I don't have a Mad Max, but I do have the X Men ones that they came out with. Oh, nice. Like it's a little box that the cut co- with a comic cover. Uh huh. And the one I've got has Omega Red and Wolverine fighting in the danger room. Um, it's real. It's nice. I love it. I think it's broke, but still, it's made in 1992. So can't get rid of it. You wanted <laughs> to find a replacement. I had to find it because I used to have that as a kid. Oh, but one of those toys you got and again, you want to like, get back? Huh? One of those toys you had and you had to get back? Yep. And we find out that like here. Santa's talking about, excuse me, as time goes on, his effectiveness diminishes until a new one takes over. Yeah. Again, same damn plot to the Tim Allen show. <laughs> I swear, Tim Allen watched that and he was like, I'm going to make that into a 10 episode show. We're going to put the Christ back in Christmas in this one. Oh, God. <laughs> I've been meaning, like, I'm going to watch Santa Claus this year and I'm just kind of like, do I really want to put myself through that? It's cute. It's, I mean, I've watched the first two episodes. Uh-huh. 
it, it's it's going to be a totally forgettable show. Oh. So I can tell you that right now. It's not Andor quality. No, it's going to be like. Remember when he did Santa Claus two three in that show? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I so they're going the Evil Dead route. Evil Dead, Ash versus Evil Dead was actually good. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. But so they haven't. They have to find Joe, so they yeah. go to the talent agency to look for Marty. Well, he said he'd been sentenced since like about eighteen eighty nine. Some shit like that. Yeah. I just had to make a note. He took over for Krampus because he said he was. He took over for a guy in Germany, so he took over for Krampus, <laughs> which he was probably a better Santa than Krampus was. Because uh, this Santa like spearheaded a bunch of shit. Got the Coca Cola endorsement deal. Got I know. The fucking, making extra cash. He's probably like exploded Santa Claus. He probably. Like in 1880s? He industrialized Man. the fucking elf workshop, so yeah. now you got 20000 doing twice as much work for the and same chunk change? Yeah, and, and by the 1980s, he's giving out fucking a bunch of shit. NESs and fucking baseball mitts. He really raised the standing of Santa Claus over 100 years. The Instead of oranges, you get yeah big screen Instead TV. of... Uh, Instead of a cure for diphtheria, you get actual toys, kids. <laughs> now that you don't have to work in the farms. Yeah. The, But he, Ernest here dresses up as Marty's mom. Yeah. Which, him dresses as a female character is like... Well, this is the Auntie Nelda character that Jim Varney has done okay, in that's a lot of his movies. Like he's, yeah, he's, this is a common staple in the Jim Varney movie. Oh, look, it's a guy in drag. Yeah, and it's very much a snot-ass mom. Uh-huh. Like, talking shit about her kid. Yeah, and she's like, boy never does, but got one good boy, and it's not him. When the good one's gonna die. Very much inspired by Thelma Harper from Mama's Family. Because uh, that was a dude, too, wasn't it? No, fuck, no, that's Vicky Lawrence. No, who, what, which one was it that, like, had, like, a... Why did I feel like there was one that was... What are you thinking of? Isn't... Mrs. Doubtfire didn't come out until after this. No, I know. Yeah, I guess... No, it wasn't she was a dude. Like, she was... They aged her hell up for that role. Oh, fuck yeah. So oh, yeah, that's, yeah, where, yeah. that's where it was. Because I thought, like... For some reason, I yeah, thought that was... Yeah, was like in her 30s and 40s when she, <clears throat> when she brought... The, or when she made the Thelma Harper character. So I thought that movie, I thought, for some reason I was thinking it was like somebody done like drag queen like Mm-mm. in that role. And I was like, what? No, it's, she got aged up for it a hell of a lot. But, you know, while he was doing his drag, we find out that Harmony has not only changed her name from right. Pam... Ran away. Has ran away by herself. Apparently her parents got are getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. And she thought it was her fault or something. But they leave Pam at Ernest's house. Yeah. It's Again? Creepy. What are we doing here? Um, and leave her with the only proof that Santa exists. Yeah, bring it with us. I'm like, mm, Shady Girl, but you got to have a, some conflict in this story. So, of course, Shady Girl's got to have it. And they go to this lot where they, where they're pretending to be snake handlers mm-hmm. for a movie, 
first off, be like, wait, what movie are we? Do we need snakes for? And secondly, again, they just let them in. It's it's snakes on a plane. Oh, they're, that's the original time they're gonna make it, and then they said, oh no, you gotta do a different. They well, have yeah, well, Sam yeah. Jackson. You imagine Jim, Jim Varney being the main star of Snakes on a Plane. Wouldn't cuss. That'd be great. You get these <laughs> mother-loving snakes off this mother-loving plane. He'd be like, well, fine, I'm here. And you just get all kinds of Jim Varney characters. Here's what it is. Snakes on a Plane. Jim Varney plays every pasture on the plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, Santa goes inside where he sees Joe acting on set. But it's not the movie he thinks it is. Mm-hmm. It's the movie that we have never been blessed with in society. Not Santa Sleigh. Christmas Sleigh. Christmas Sleigh. It made me wonder seeing this. Like, is this where they got the idea for Violent Night? And just... Oh, I can't wait to see that fucking movie. It, no. It, it's, that's not a horror movie. Either. I know it's not. But if it's, I've seen trailer, a couple more trailers of I'm like, that actually looks like it'd be a fun-ass blast to watch. Oh, I can't wait for it to come out next it, week. It's it coming looks, out like in a week. It looks now. like a John Wick nobody movie with Santa. It's Die Hard with fucking Santa. That's what it is. I like the John Wick nobody. But, no, it's Die Hard with Santa because they're... The villains are breaking in to steal money. <laughs> it's that's what it is, and I'm here for it. But this is Christmas Sleigh, a horror movie mm-hmm. where he's trying to attack a cheaply made fucking villain or uh-huh. alien costume. But Joe here can't say the word bitch. He's like, "Die, you son of a, you son of a." I just want to know, like. He don't want the kids to know that he says this language. What kids like, are going to be watching? If you pay me enough, movie? I'll say anything you fucking want me to. But well, what kids are going to be watching this movie though? If they're <laughs> going to be worried about what he is. Well, if you're someone who got parents like me, me. How or, would you like it if you seem like Tom Cat? What's his name? That uh, Clash? Is it Tom Clash? Who who did Elmo? Who? James Clash. Elmo's actor and voice actor. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Well, not anymore. Well, he passed away, didn't he? No. He got let go. How come? For accusations. Oh. I'll leave it at that. Kevin Clash. Was yeah. Like, okay, well, let's, let's do Barney then. Yeah, what if, like, one of the Barney guys that Dressed up as Barney, he found out who was a horror actor as well. Granted, you don't ever see him, but or Mister Rogers had a backside, like a a back yeah, catalog the, of like. Well, there's that ga- there's that uh, blooper reel where uh, Fred Rogers just flips off the camera. There, well, that's the worst he probably did in his entire life. Uh, I think he told Nazis to actually get fucked. Who Nazis? I mean, like you actually that's a bad thing. No, I'm not. I'm just saying, like he do- he uses that language. Yeah. But Santa and Joe end up talking about Christmas. Santa here is explaining, like, cultural differences mean he doesn't see all the kids, which... Damn, Santa. That means he just skips over East Asia, 90% of East Asia. Africa. No, there's a large population of Christians in Africa. This Santa, I think, would skip over Africa. (laughs) You get nothing. He'd be like, I don't know, we don't go over the colonies. We don't go to the colonies, y'all. Well, you remember we were talking about the uh, giving gifts of coal and stuff like that, and then the Muppets, like, the Scrooge gave gifts of coal to the world. 
But Joe's here appeasing Santa and letting him explain. But, and I really think it's a good scene between the two. Yeah. Because, like, Joe just wants to you. It further portrays Joe as this helpful guy that wants that's yeah. not an ass and like he's kind of this odd man out in the Hollywood that he's just not looking out entirely for himself like he's trying. And he to, wa- he wants to believe. Yeah. But at the same time, he's like, um, "Well, I'm that's, living in reality, and that's a little fantastical." And this is like, "Yours are gonna pay the bills." Right. Same time this is going on, so Pam here is pulling every toy out of the bag, and just hoping for something. A million dollars in unmarked small, unmarked like, small bills. Yeah, eventually, and she's like, oh, I'm just gonna con Santa Claus and steal the bag for herself. Yeah, and fill it full of feathers. Yep, and Ernest and Santa pull over to give Pam time to hide everything. Mm-hmm. And Santa wants to go from the airport to in Orlando to downtown. Yeah. Which would be impossible then, like it's impossible now. Yeah. And so... She does hide everything, and Ernest is actually skeptical of her, which is He's, odd for him. Yeah, and Santa, though, like, whenever she hands the bag, like, he knows immediately she's... Oh, yeah. Screwed him, and he's like, guess I gotta be faithful. I mean, I think he knew, it just didn't... He believed that she would bring it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he knew, like, a minute, he's like, maybe I'm wrong in this, but we'll check in a minute, and I'm wrong. Uh, Ernest goes to the airport to transport the reindeer... And Santa meets Joe. Joe has decided that the movie, Sant Christmas Sleigh, is more important than becoming a 120-year-old man yeah. over to the, and being Santa Claus. Because he is now shaved and dyed his hair. He looks so weird without the beard. I know, right? And it makes me think in the later scene, like, did they... Film it in order and trim as needed, or if it was like a prosthetic in that last scene. Because I feel like that's legit his facial hair in the early parts of the movie. Could have very well been. And, but Santa, but apparently, in, again, in movies, we just walk into people's houses. I mean, like Santa The did. 80s were a different time. I mean, just walks up in, hey, Joe. You could do that if you weren't black. But yeah. He turns Santa down, and Santa is all sad about it. He goes to sit beside this old, older man, uh-huh. and they talk about being wrong or something about being wrong about yeah. society and one yeah. thing about this is that how there are good people but this event has led Santa to doubting it yeah and you know because what? Pam hasn't shown back up with the bag I was kind of hoping here like I know what's going to happen but we kind of need it they were like well fine fuck Joe we're going to get a black Santa and like the, the old like the old wise black man is like yeah he was like we we looked at you because he had said earlier like Joe you were the first of like or you were the top one of like a thousand candidates yeah go to the second candidate yeah like any other like, maybe there's some someone around and if you're Im- imbuing these people with magic surely it would come with intelligence hopefully so just give it to Ernest Maybe not. Actually, one plan was to end this movie with Ernest becoming Santa. And Disney was like, no. (laughs) No, that's not happening. Well, he would have technically saved Christmas then. Yeah. But Pam here goes to Church Street Station Mm -hmm. in Orlando, which I would like to go visit sometime. 
Yeah. This is looks like of, a nice train station. Yeah. It really remind me a lot of what it looked like in Plains Trains automobiles with like yes. the wood seats and stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a thing of train stations or if it's... It may have been. But she sits behind it, beside this mom and these kids and this... This boy is a piece of work. Fuck. He is. Like, he is a little shit. <laughs> you want another kid, Matt? That's just... No. Hey, <laughs> Santa doesn't exist. What he keeps telling this little girl, and I'm like, "Damn, dude!" He does to exist, and she gets real defensive, and this is where you see her change of heart. And just... Yeah, and by the time Ernest arrives with the rider, this big yellow rider truck, uh-huh. like holy fucking product placement, Batman. You gotta pay for the move somehow. Yeah, the elves arrive. Yeah, and it's funny, like they weren't given. They weren't given any, like, false identification. They were just helper elves on their yeah. passports. And, then, like, they covered their ears up. And so it was like... But, uh, the now, one of them, one of the elves, I didn't recognize from anything, but the... But Patty Maloney, uh, who plays Disby, mm-hmm. was actually in Star Wars. Was she? Mm-hmm. What droid did she play? I can't remember. I just know that she was in Star Wars. Is it sound that's like, oh, she played a droid? No, 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 it wasn't that. She, but did you see when these elves were born? No. It was on their passports. What did it say? They were both born in the 1200s. <laughs> so. I mean, that custom guy's like, I've seen Santa Claus, why not? Two fucking elves. It's like, oh, so, you know, <laughs> while Christians were raping and pillaging fucking. Oh, they were Europe. so. Europe. Yeah. And in fighting Muslims in Spain. Spain. We're gonna reconquest Jerusalem. Yeah, you know. And they you know, up in the North Pole just a bunch of elves just fucking <laughs> Here we go. The Ernest uh get goes to get the reindeer and this is the one time that nobody like they just don't let him have a Get his way, because uh-huh. uh, Chuck is like, no, dude, no. This Chuck takes his job seriously. Yeah, even though the guy in customs who presumably has a much more serious job, just it's just like fuck, ah, fuck it. This yeah. it's Christmas Eve because it's it's part of other way. Um, Ernest needed a customs waiver, not to inform them to be inspected, so he could take him out. And he's like, not happening, kid. I need to see some information on these now. Uh, uh, the elves do come in and they're like, hey, "Yeah, dude, you don't know. You don't know how to read. It's yeah. for us. Look at see the ears. It's clearly for us. It does look for elves and it's elves. Yeah. And they start driving off in the rider when Ernest all of a sudden has a device to open the gate. He's like, that's smarter if you know it's not harder. He's like, click. I'm like, the fuck did you get this? And he gets stuck because he ran over the spike strip. Oh, yeah, and then he runs over spike strip and, you know, just ends that fucking line. Yeah. But Santa here has gone to the children's center where uh, Billy Bird sticks by him and they start hitting it off really good here. Mm-hmm. And he's That's... talking about Pam to her, which I'm like, isn't there like some sort of like Santa client privilege you're breaking here? <laughs> 
I mean, I know you're like about to lose your job. But, but you hit the don't give a damn point already? Yeah. He's just checked out. He's like, yeah, fuck it. <laughs> I'm going to like, out all these people. Just how fucked up everybody is besides you. And this is where Pam does go off on that little boy for not believing. Yeah. He is too real. Her, her guilt gets all up in her. She's like, oh God, I'm ruining it for everybody if I don't get this bag back. And then... Um, also, like, Joe has met with Marty, and they're about negotiating his contract for his SAG insurance. The Nick Crow one of yeah. the... Well, this is a movie that can have multiple films. This is going to have multiple sequels. And I'm like, yeah, that's going to be like those B-rated horror... Man, this movie ain't going to make fucking $200,000. They're going to be Christmas sleighs. They're going to be... It's the original Sharknado. Yeah. Or Tremors. That's what... But Ernest is feeling down about failing Santa when he thinks, why don't we just use the reindeer? <laughs> Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. I've never r- driven a sleigh before. It works out so well in the long run. Yeah. I mean, that's a hell and of a And the elves aren't like, are you fucking stupid? I figured they at least know how to drive it a little bit. Oh, for real. Like, that's what I have right here. He's like, at first he's like, he's like, I've memorized all the deer's names. And then here he's like, the fuck's are their names? Um, on Donder. On Donder. On... And he's just, like, not getting it. Yeah. But, and as security pro- approaches, the Phelps are like, fuck, we're gonna have to help him. Let's do it. God damn it. Uh, okay, it's Blitzen, you dumb fuck. Oh. And that thing just takes off? Oh, man, they fucking careen all over the sky, man. I don't know... There's not even one of them, just like a... And here we go. Just kind of a slow roll. They just mean like zero to four million miles per hour. Just kind of just... We can loop the world this fast. Oh, yeah. And he flies by the building where Joe's at. And that Joe's like, holy shit, he was He's actually real. real. I'm out. See you, bitches. Yeah. And got more important things to do. At the same time, the military's like... What the fuck is this? And they're going to... Attack it, you know, better than 9-11. Yeah. They're just going to... Faster response time. They just send jets at it, and then they... He goes below radar and avoids them. Yeah. uh, Do you see he fly through a toll booth? Yes. I would have wished they would have, like, here's your money, and just kind of caught change, and went into the toll booth, just going to add a little touch to it. No, I said he just, like... See, skip this toll. We're gonna, yeah, we're gonna break a bunch of laws. Yeah, do you not watch Godfather Two? Have people who skip their tolls? No, damn. Something happened to him with Sonny. But uh, Santa does, or Pam, excuse me, arrives back to give Santa the bag, and she apologizes. And mm-hmm. I'm like, really like this scene here because she's like, "I'm such a failure. I'm so sorry." And he's like, "It's okay." And they hug. Go back home. Yeah. Be a kid again. She's like, I called my mom. Mm-hmm. And as Joe pulls up, Ernest is still out and about, you know, dilly-dallying with the sleigh. Yeah. And has put themselves into hyperspace. <laughs> just living the world, just traveling. Yeah. And traveling around the world like Superman does in the first movie. When he spins, it goes back in time. Yes. If they were done an homage and gone back in time... To the Jim Donner, is that? Is it Don Donner or Jim Donner? 
to the Donner Superman. Just went, Richard Donner? Yeah. They were spun back in time like, oh, we've got 24 hours to make Joe Santa now. Yeah, and Joe is like, I'm passing on the energy to you, or Santa's like, I'm passing on the energy to you, yeah. Joe, with a handshake. And he turns into old Claus, he gets his beard back, which is longer. And this is what, maybe that was the first scene they shot when he had his full-on length beard and just... Maybe. And... Excuse me. <laughs> and old Santa asked new Santa to make it snow in Orlando for the rich businessman. Uh-huh. Just to remind that it's real. And to, you know, cause a whole climate change incident. <laughs> All of a sudden, airplanes are falling out of the sky. It's like, what the oh. fuck is going on here? <laughs> well, it made that old man happy. He's like, you know what? I don't give a damn. It is Christmas. We're getting that deal done today. It's like, wait, this is Orlando. It never snows in Orlando. Yeah. There's problems. Santa heard me. But he, he made it snow for all of like two minutes. Yeah. Fresh Santa's not used to his ability. That yet. shit's already melted. If that had been old pensioner Santa, he could have done it. That would have been Tim Allen. He'd have been like, who? <laughs> and Ernest finally st- oh. <coughs> but Ernest finally stops the sleigh in the middle of space yeah so they're you know and just dead. start fall free falling and just oh no yeah oh yeah he's like don't anyone make a sudden move and then the elf sneeze and then they just fucking cr- crash into earth and yeah. die and that's the end of the movie and it just, <laughs> just goes straight down and just Right there in front of Santa Claus and Joe, it's just eight reindeer splattered with the sleigh behind them and just like yeah. a boot heel sticking up from there. Everyone's elf. just covered in blood. You just get one elf ear left. That's all it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, fuck, what are that we doing That movie now? went dark. <laughs> Sorry, kids. No, he stops like right on a dime. Yeah. He's like, oh, we Right in front it. of him. And he's like, <laughs> air breaks. <laughs> Ernest P. Whirl to the safe. Yep. And so they've arrived in time for Joe to go do Santa shit. And Ernest gets out and passes the sleigh off to Joe. He's like, and he says bye to Pam. He's like, you know, you caused a lot of this problem. Yep. Just looking at her like, this is a lot of your issue. (laughs) I had to pick up your slack. And then guilt trips Joe Santa Joe into give him a ride, give him a ride, letting he's him like, drive for the night. He's like, "Well, I have no experience driving this way, so I guess you can go." And it's like, "I'd rather fucking walk." <laughs> the elves are like, "Are you fucking serious, dude?" Yep. Well, the <laughs> new boss said what yes. The? No, God damn it! Like, listen to your imp- listen to your employees that have been there a while. <laughs> been there long like enough to don't let him drive. We're, we're seeing that problem right now at Twitter. Yeah. No, listen to your employees. They know what the fuck they're talking about. But, yeah, he gets into the sleigh and Pam goes, joins them. So now... Yeah. As they're a just, helper elf. And it's so like, not only we have kidnapping in Florida, we have kidnapping around, like, just kidnapping. Global. Like, he's on Interpol now. Just, yeah. It should have been like, yeah, get in. I'm taking you home. That should have been like, this is your gift to your mom. Just drop her yeah. off there. Yeah. And maybe that's what they did at the end of it all. But, but they sure didn't say that. I figure also Oates went where he's gotten there like, all right, let me show you the ropes and how to control it. Because it's not like he forgot the knowledge of how to drive the thing. Yeah, for real. But no, Santa's like, you're on your own. Santa's <laughs> like, 
You're on your own. Oh, I got Miss Claus to take home with me. Got, yeah. Y'all go do that. I haven't se- I haven't had sex since Dickety Six. <laughs> I'm 152 years old and it's been 120 of them since I've had sex. Since oh. aught, since aught six, Dad. Damn it. I'm out. Jeez. And they fly off and, you know, Billy and Santa were like, what do we do now? We're old. And she's like, I do old no people plan. have sex? I got no plans tomorrow. I'm like, I guess she got ma- she got plans. <laughs> Merry Christmas, Billy Bird. <laughs> yeah. And and we get some send off, mm-hmm. like them flying through the sky, like Merry Christmas, like Merry Christmas to all, to all, good night. Yeah. You know and what I mean. And you get uh the uh, yeah, and you end with fucking Bobby and Chuck. God damn it. <laughs> and it's the Easter Bunny. It's a big ass Easter Bunny. Yeah. Like, which I always forget that's how this movie ends. Always forget. Maybe if we could do an Easter one. And never mind. But yeah. That, that wraps up Ernest. Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah, it's been decades. Ernest Saves Christmas. Saved Christmas. It's been decades since I've seen that movie. I laughed and I had a hell of a time. And I'd seen Scared Stupid a couple years ago, I think. She either really likes that movie or she really hates that movie. I don't know which one it is. I think it's a mix of both. <laughs> I think the uh, the creature in Scared Stupid, she does not like at all. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. It's creepy as hell looking. But I really enjoy this movie compared to what it was, where I'd previously seen. Or not what I've previously seen, but I, I figured I would like it just because of the lightheartedness and stuff. But, like, I enjoyed it more than I was probably expecting to coming into it. But you're right. I, I remember this movie a lot, and it makes me really sad that Jim Varney died as early as he did because I think he had a lot more to give than it would have been. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I really love this movie. It's my thing about it. It's it's really not that good of a movie. <laughs> it's a good, stupid movie. But I love it. It yeah. would have been incredibly boring if Ernest wasn't in it. Yeah, Ernest makes the movie, and my favorite parts of the movies are his dialogues, like his little random ass like dialogues you get on monologues you get yeah. for like thirty it's seconds. Yeah, like ADHD fucking yeah, acting the here. Greatest of the greatest, Ernest P. World to the <coughs> save, gonna conquer the world. Yeah, wasn't talking like that. There's some jokes that don't land, and some things that are probably outdated. But I damn probably, it, I probably laughed at them. I was talking about mainly about you know. The whole teenage girl thing. Oh yeah, that that definitely yeah. But do you think this has the timeless movie feel to it that like It's a Wonderful Life had? No, because they don't give it. A, they don't put it on TV for twenty four hours. Yeah. They need to. Well, could it approach that? Like maybe. Do you think this movie would stand up in sixty years and somebody watch it? They you think they'd understand it or would they back? Like, oh. Well, if someone makes it stand up, it'll be me. Sure. The, but it's but this movie is so endearing to me. Yeah. The, uh, you know they could have probably instead of going back and forth on some of the scenes like they mm-hmm. did, like bunched them together. Yeah, made a little longer. What the fuck, dude? No. <laughs> Tracy trying to give me some vape juice that smells like hibiscus bullshit. I think it is some hibiscus. Here you go. It's an orange. 
Oh, that's that's an orange pixie. Better. I don't know how you like your orange. God flavor. damn! I kind of wanted COVID not to smell, so I didn't have to smell that. <laughs> you don't like it? I thought it's like a. I think it's honeydew. You. <laughs> uh, there's some things I could have done better. Um, yeah. Maybe had an, an, a better antagonist. Maybe because it is kind of open in that. But I mean, what would you add? Maybe if it was like Krampus was actually coming back for his job from the 1880s from the original Santa. Yeah. Or you, but you, you, like the biggest conflict was Santa being arrested and Santa or Ernest not showing up on time. Yeah. Well, I mean, you don't have to have an antagonist like that to an extent. No. But it's not like, uh, well, Miracle on 34th Street where the antagonist is like the prosecutor. Yeah. Or anything like that. Yeah. This movie, this scene, sound like that doesn't make me realize I'll probably be able to pull off that look when I get into my 50s and I'm going to fucking do it every Christmas. I'm going to bald nice. head and just kind of like the yeah, skull and gray hair go, and the beard. go work at Santa Claus. Yeah. Bring joy to go the work at, go Go work at the mall. Malls won't exist, and I'll be doing Zoom calls. Oh, 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 oh the man. mall around in West Kentucky will Yeah, I can probably exist. see this Kentucky Mall. It's going to be a black hole of, like, hopes and dreams, but it's still going to exist. Yeah. What's that? Where things go to die. Yeah. That'll do it for... Ernest Saves, saves Christmas. Christmas. And... Yeah. I that mean, leads us into an end of this theme of Christmas. What we got? Well... We bring in the new year with a special movie. Yeah, that's so. So, what'd you think of Christmas month? I enjoyed Christmas month. There's a lot. There were two. I'd seen two movies on this list. That I know for sure. I never saw It's a Wonderful Life and The Muppets. Um, Christmas of the Cranks is the one that obviously did not set the well the least, and that's just kind of the most. Eh. A Wonderful Life is a great fucking movie. Muppets was a wonderful watch, and this movie was just a nice little cherry on top to end it all with. And I know you kind of want to get a little more serious in there with It's a Wonderful Life, but it's still kind of it's always good to have a good few couple laughs in here whenever you're going through it. Yeah, and yeah, I've enjoyed it, of course. Like, I did not enjoy Christmas with the cranks. Yeah, you get to watch it again coming up. Yeah, Uh, trying to get out of that. Tim Allen, god damn it, dude. Your wife loves him. You could have just done coke and not said anything in life, and nobody would have been none the wiser. <laughs> Tell me how you Muppets really Christmas feel about Carol is like. I love besides Cranks. I love those three movies. Those are yearly watches. Mm-hmm. Christmas time for me. Um, Muppets Christmas Carol is probably getting up there and like my favorite. Yeah, I love It's a Wonderful Life, and I'll always have a soft spot for Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. Just because it's so joyful, it's so relaxed, it's so happy. Yeah. So he was, like, that was actually one, like, he was trying to give a good message. Mm-hmm. Like, take out the whole bumper sticker bullshit. Yeah. That he had. Um, everything else, you know, he's just trying to give a feel-good time. And for kids. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, I'm... We like thumbs up on this one. Oh, definitely. The, well, 
we're going to shift gears into next month. Into a, a special time in Matt's memory hall, I think. Yep. And next month we are going to do our rendition of New Year's Comedy Cure. Explain this one to the masses. Cause so, like me, I did not understand what the fuck this was. So this is almost an entirely month curated by Matt Thomas. Pretty much. So whenever I was a teenager, I was a kid, every January 1st, actually it was December 31st and January 1st, TBS had this programming block, New Year's Comedy Cure. Uh-huh. And it would be just movie after movie after movie for yeah. 48 hours different comedy movies and it's where I discovered a lot of 80's comedies and I'll get the list and like um, every year I'd see, on there I'd see A Breakfast Club which is one of the movies we're doing mm-hmm. some of these were wasn't in Comedy Care but we are trying to what would have been pay homage to the spirit of New Year's Comedy Care. Because, yeah. I mean, there were mostly heavy early 90s, 80s movies that yeah. saw heavy syndication that also are hilarious. And so, I'm pretty sure at some point in time all these movies showed up. They might have not all have been within the same year, but they were No, definitely... they didn't. I can tell you right now, two of the movies we're doing, or three of the movies we're doing, it was not ever on there. Were never were? No. Uh, Wayne's World and Single Man and Tommy Boy? Yep. Really? Yeah. But we, yeah, but we got to start with one movie that was definitely on there, and it's going to be our first special. Trading play? Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know if New Year's Comedy that was falling on the New Year's Comedy tour. I'm going to call it. Okay. And that's going to be Yeah, we're going to be doing six movies next month. So that's fine. That one's going to be a watch along with, though. For our special presentation, we're going to do Trading Places. This is a not going to be a review as much. It's going to be a commentary track. Yeah. Where we're going to tell you when to start. You can start it while watching the movie. Listen to it as you go. or we're, Yeah. We're going to talk about the movie while we watch it together. Yeah. It's going to be an interesting experiment to work out. I don't know how quite well. If we use this microphone, it's only one directional sit in the living room and set it up or if it, I bring mine yeah which well, is we omnidirectional but we don't want to pick up the TV screen for Trading Places the soundtrack to that yeah so that one directional may work better in that situation like we sit on the couch in the living room and do it that way yeah or we yeah we could do it that way we'll figure it out yeah but definitely, but I mean, yeah, Trading Places, in which it's a movie that I'm, I, I could think I can freely speak and say we, me and him, would both really enjoy, love, and you could see Jamie Curtis movies. And it's going to be incredibly outdated. It's going to be incredibly problematic. In one scene, a couple of scenes probably, but also um, I think most the, definitely the blackface. Yeah, but the the fuck Hollywood message is going to be strong and clear and really well approved of. What the fuck Wall Street? Oh yeah. I said Hollywood, but I mean, that's... I was like, wait, what? <laughs> we just watched a fuck Hollywood movie. What are you talking We're about? We're going back to it. Uh, but that'll do it for this week's episode of the 35mm Podcast. Merry Christmas to and, all. Yeah, this is coming out the day after Christmas, so hope you got 
what you want. Oh, Santa Claus can't brought you all good presents. You can thank Ernest for <coughs> for for that and Joe. Yeah. They were probably still it's probably still Joe time to slay. So, right, yeah, and <coughs> until next time, I uh, I've been Tracy, and I've been Tracy. So there's two Tracys tonight. Yeah. So later, people. Bye. I like our shit. <laughs>